Hello and welcome back to Discussion World. This is season two. Season two. Yep. So I am your host, Juan Gonzalez, and next to me I have my good friend Leonel. Yeah. Eduardo Serrano, aka Lalo, you can call me that. Leonel. has said that your name is not Lalo or Eddie or Eduardo. It's Jermaine, it's Eddie, it's Teddy, Teddy Westside, all that type of stuff. All that good stuff. Now I can't call you Lalo. All right, fine. Yeah, no. Honestly, it's been really, it's been really cool uh, hanging out with the con- like uh, the Comedy Mania guys. I met this one fool uh, the other night. Uh, his name was uh, Five Stacks. Uh-huh. Dude, dude is so good on the mic. And like when I met him, mm-hmm. we like instantly clicked, you know. And I became like an honorary member of the section. Like I like uh, I don't know if you watched the show, but I uh, made a bet. Yes. yes I, yeah, I made yeah, a bet. Was- where uh, if Matt Fuller can beat Manny Manny Mars and become the next champion, uh, he gets to kick my ass. Yeah. Um, when when I saw when I saw that you made that bet, I was like, is, is this for crazy? Like, are you serious? What the fuck is wrong with you? The funny thing is, is that Matt Fuller actually has a <laughs> boxing and an MMA background. So like like I'm I'm willing I'm willing to I'm willing to bet. It's up to you. I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, nah, nah. I, I just, shit, I'm not getting my ass kicked over a silly ass bet. I would. I got I got faith in Manny for the section, man. For five stacks. Oh, and, uh, like, I think this Saturday they invited me to, like, this, like, little training session. If you have nothing to do on Saturday, uh, like, you can tag along. Yeah, uh, well, in case you guys uh, forgot, we were on hiatus for about a month. About a month. Well, a month for them, but a month and a half for us because we uh, we had recorded like two videos. Yeah, we pre-recorded. No, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we pre-recorded, pre-recorded at least some, two. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're back, and um, it's been a very good month and a half. Um, you know, uh, like uh, one thing was uh, you mentioned already is uh compton mania you went to compton maniaville yeah i went to compton maniaville uh and i even went on monday night compton mania for two weeks and i even plugged discussion world in it too it was really good i i got to meet got to meet matt fuller i got to meet deshaun showtime walk-ins he's really cool cat i went to uh city hall with him uh yesterday for a council meeting because he's trying to get uh, he's trying to get some publicity. I can't enunciate right now because I got my retainer. But he's trying to get uh, some publicity right now for the Ghetto Gauntlet too. That's gonna happen August twenty eighth. And he what he wants to do is he wants to make it free for people under the age of eighteen. Yeah, he wants to make it free for them. So he's trying to get extra funding. And. Jesus Christ. And, like, he's also setting up a GoFundMe, too. So that's also really cool. I mean, anything, like... Yeah, go, go support that GoFundMe, because uh, it's, it's not only, like, something that's wrestling-related, but it's also... Um, community. It's a community, and it's also black-owned, so... It's a yeah. black-owned business, you know? Yeah, so, like, why not just go out and donate? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So I'm gonna hand this off to you and talk to um, have you talk about the ratings of the matches from Compton Mania. Compton Mania. Yeah. All right. All right. Well then, so I I went there personally, Juan. I think you were working that day. So I was working. You were working that day. Yeah. So here is what I got to give to you. So the very first thing that we had was the J Baptiste promo. J Baptiste honestly is real is probably one of like the wrestlers there that is probably best on the mic. But honestly, it was a good it was a good start to like the show. It really set the mood. Mm-hmm. Really good. Now the first match that we had was the seven deadly sins match where we had seven uh we had seven people in there and it was just all chaos and stuff i think the urban gladiator he started off taking out like most of them like because they all decided to jump him because he's one of like the biggest guys there but like he instantly just like came back up 
There was some really good, uh, there was some really good back and forths with like Shiloh and Hellman. Um, Snipes and Primo, they were very like slow at first, but once they got into like their rhythm, they, it was definitely not as distracting because I think Primo, he debuted that day, and Snipes, I think he's (laughs) one of like, the younger wrestlers there. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, but uh, in all honesty, I gave their match about a three and a half stars, but I didn't want to bump it up to a four star because the winner ended up to be Shiloh, Shiloh Greaves. Uh, oh, I forgot to say, uh, whoever won that match, it's like Money in the Bank, except uh-huh. without the briefcase and the ladders. Okay. It's just whoever wins it gets a title opportunity <laughs> at any time, you know? And Shiloh Greaves ended up winning that. Um, the next one was Boom Shasta versus Sexy Chino. The thing about uh, Boom Shasta and Sexy Chino is that I, that was the match I was super excited for. But then by the time uh, by the time I got there, I realized that it was a squash match. Boom Shasta destroyed Sexy Chino. Sexy Chino got like no offense. It was like it was still good, but not as good as like the rest of the show. One star out of five. Yeah, it's a squash match, you know. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even that really much of a good squash match. I mean, cause like, I would bump it up to a two, but the only reason I gave it a one is because the rest of the card was honestly just so much better. Yeah, uh, I believe they we played that on Monday Night Hamdermania, right? That, that was the, the the first episode that you were in. That they um they um showed it they they replayed it. Yeah, it was. Uh, when I got to Contamania to Monday Night Contamania, that was definitely one of the first few clips that I saw. Yeah, cause I, like watching that. Yeah, it was a squash match, and you could tell that shit was. Yeah, unfortunately though, a lot of the footage they get like corrupted and, and lost. Alright, um, the next match after that was the Chris Nasty and Matt Fuller versus Manny Mars and Grundy, the section. Oh, and they were also accompanied by Five Stacks. Five Stacks is a really good, really good guy on the, on the mic. He's a, he's a radio star, too, you know? And, like, just hearing him, like, we knew immediately, like, oh, dude, like, Manny is someone that you gotta boo for. Like, you know, he's, he's an asshole. Five stacks, like he he's really good at getting heat. Grundy, like you know, he's there, but you know he still was like, I can't really disrespect because like you know, that's the section, man. I'm an honorary member of the section now, you know. Yeah. Um, Matt Fuller and Chris Nasty, they they uh they were doing pretty decent. Um, when it came to Grundy, because Grundy's like a big ass guy. He's big as fuck. He's like. <laughs> I don't know. He he looked to be like six two, and he's like jacked, like hella jacked. And like Matt Fuller is like this skinny, he's like this like skinny but like muscular. Like he's like lean. He's like lean muscular, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like at like five ten, five eleven, and you know like still crazy. Matt uh, Chris Nasty, he's about like my height, mm-hmm. but like. Dad bod, but he's still very like he's still very athletic, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like they were. Goddamn, there was this one section I really liked where uh, Chris Nasty and uh, Matt Fuller they were hitting Grundy with like a bunch of super kicks, and that that's what finally kind of like changed like changed the shift of tides, where they made it so that Grundy couldn't like. Like, Grundy had to tag in Manny Mars. And, like, that whole match, Manny Mars was, like, ducking them. But, like, again, no disrespect. No disrespect. Like, I see, like, you know, you're a champion. You know, you gotta, like, you gotta, like, show them, like, hey, like, y'all ain't even worth my time. Which, like, they weren't, you know? Uh, the thing is, uh, Manny, he actually bet his ch- his title, you know? He said, whoever can pin me gets to have an opportunity next next show you know matt fuller uh he gets the first pin but chris nasty comes out of nowhere drags him out off of manny takes him to the corner and he tags him and then chris nasty you know he's doing his thing now um matt fuller 
he ends up doing the same thing to Chris, which is like, all right, you know, I get it. You know, opportunities, you got to take them. But Matt Fuller, all he did was he just threw him out. He never tagged him. You know, he was never the legal man. But you know what? Like, I'm going to drop it for now because, you know what, that, that, match, is, that match is official. But I'm going to just say right now, if Matt Fuller wins that shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw... I'm gonna throw a bitch fit in that ring. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out on his shit. It's straight. Oh, uh, yeah. And I wanted to give that. That was honestly a solid four and a half stars out of five. It was a good match. Uh, it's Straya and oh, and like, sorry. One more, one more thing. Uh, one more thing about the Chris Nasty and Maffler match was that honestly, Manny is so good as a heel. He is so good. Like, the moment he stepped in that ring, he just radiated, like, boomy energy the whole time. It was awesome. Estrella versus Jin Savani. That was a really, like, that was an okay match. Honestly, uh, Jin Savani, um, she was, like, the, I think she was, like, the California hippie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Estrella, um... Estrella had a bit, like, of a, like, a brawler... A brawler uh, moveset type thing where, you know, because she's, she's like a bigger, she's much bigger than Jen Savani. And I think she ended up, wait, who won that match actually? I think about it. Who won that? Um, okay. Um, okay, yeah. The first thing that like Estrella was really good at was totally setting the tempo of like the match. Like she, she basically dictated the whole match at first until Jin, uh, basically, like, I want to say like, wait, what did she do? <laughs> oh, that's right. Jin was like leaving the ring every once in a while to kind of like reset the tempo. You know, which is like, which is a really smart move. You know, it's really smart. Um, the thing is that Estrella would always like come back and like make it back to her, her like, her tempo and like to her like rhythm. rhythm you know, and even then there was like times where uh, she had like really good uh, offense on Jin. Jin would come back and like you know try and like like reduce as much damage as she could like take, but she ended up winning after. Jin raked at uh, Estrella's eyes. Yeah, like he was, she like she clawed at her, but luck. But unfortunately, the ref didn't see her. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't really can't really do much about that. But you know, Jin ends up like you know getting the getting the roll up victory, and that was honestly a three star three star match. It was really good. Um. The Rockin' Rodeo Express versus Big Money Inc. Um, honestly, to me, that was kind of like the one of the more lackluster matches because I don't know. I we already got a tag team match that night, and I don't I don't really like tag team tag team matches that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like them that much. The only reason I liked the uh, liked the one from earlier. Was because Manny just did so good at like getting heat on him that like it was like very like crowd reactive. But like I just didn't really feel felt crowd interaction that much mm-hmm. when it came to that match. But when I rewatched the tapes, I was like, you know what? They have very solid fundamentals. They have really good um, spot. They had pretty decent spots. I want to say there was one where. Mm, I think there was one where like they got both guys in like the sharpshooter, but I don't remember if it exactly was that. I think I'm getting like AEW and them mixed up right now, maybe because like because w- w- I saw Compton Maniaville like two weeks before AEW. I think I want to yeah. say, you know, yeah. so I like you know, but I, I do remember a sharpshooter was pushed and like I do I, I do like a sharpshooter like a good one too. You know, mm-hmm. I give that start, I give that match a three out of five. All right, uh, Bovi versus the Stranger. Now, what's funny about that is that uh, the Stranger, I uh, <laughs> I out of nowhere 
just like uh dude, i like when a match starts off with like the simple like you know hand grab like you know the test of strength you know i like that you know but there was a point where the stranger was starting to like pick up his own rhythm and like start to make it his own thing and bovi started to kind of like lose his you know and then out of nowhere i just like just shouted out hey why you look like kane though which he did he looks like kane you know and then everyone just started doing that and even the the, the commentators uh said that too yeah. and i was just like <laughs> damn i just said that shit just to be it like i was a, i was a menace when i was there like i was I was like talking shit every single match. I like I'm glad Manny didn't recognize me when I went to see him yesterday like, cuz like I was over here talking shit about his magic carp tattoo in the crowd. Um <laughs> who was it? Who else was it? Uh Sexy Chino, I really wanted his merch. Uh Boom Shasta, I kept saying Sexy Chino slap him his ugly ass tattoos. Uh <laughs> Shiloh, Shiloh was the coolest. He was the coolest. He's the ignorant one, you know. Uh, anyway, back to this. So yeah, no. Uh, Bowie versus Stranger. It was a really good like test of strength match, you know. I guess that's how I would explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bowie ends up winning anyway. Uh, I would give it honestly three and a half stars out of five. And then God King versus J Baptiste. This is my personal pick for the main event because it was honestly really good. The storytelling behind it was really good. It was a no holes barmage match. Um, God King, he, uh, God King and Jay Baptiste trained together at the same gym. Mm-hmm. So they have like very similar uh, wrestling styles. So, what I thought was really cool was that they made, like, a storyline where, like, they were essentially brothers, you know? And throughout the entire time, you feel that, you know? You feel it, like, through their storytelling of their wrestling. Because there were so many times where God King almost pinned Jay Baptiste. But, uh, ultimately, Jay Baptiste, you know, got him with his finisher, you know? And I give this one a 5 out of 5. That's that's my because because not only was the storytelling really good, the wrestling was very great, the crowd interaction was electric. That was their very first like you can't even hear it in like the uh, in the uh, in the tapes. But if you were there, that was the very first Compton Mania. This is awesome chat. The very first time they got it, and you know what? I gave it a five out of five. And then finally, there was the lowest grain versus the candy girl main event. And I think there was some other girl. I think her name was like, uh, like, uh, fuck, what was it? Roxy or something like that. I don't remember exactly her name. Hold on. Uh, Stevie, Stevie, sorry. Stevie Kicks. She was with lowest grain. Uh, candy girl is the women's champion. And Lois Grain is the contender. Stevie is the, just the person on the, uh, on the on on the ground you know just like kind of there to like you know cause shit you know and something i really liked is that lois grain embodies the heel woman and candy girl is like the perfect like face she's like the perfect baby face champion you know i i felt like you because she literally comes out and gives candy to the kids. Like, come on. Like, how can you boo that? Yeah. You know, she she gave me candy, too. You know, and... Like, kind of like Bailey? X, like, kind of like Bailey? Like Bailey? Um... Yeah, yeah, because she was the hugger. Yeah, like the hugger role model type thing? Yeah, no, like... I can... De- I definitely can see, like, Bailey aspects in it. Mm-hmm. But it's totally, like... Like enough where it's like you, it's Candy Girl, you know, and Candy Girl like did really good establishing her rhythm. You know, she had like complete control over like the first half of it, mm-hmm. but Lois Grain, of course, she gets back into like her. She gets good offense, uh, but she, it only occurs when Stevie 
uh, like interferes, and like when she interferes, mm -hmm. like the star rating that I gave it at the time was a two star, but I'm gonna bump it up to a three star because honestly. The only reason I gave it a two star was because the finish was so weirdly executed that it didn't even look like Candy Girl actually won. It just looked like a miss, like a miss, like a like a like a a miscount, you know. Mm -hmm. But the thing that happened after Candy Girl versus Lois Green was hilarious in retrospect. Where earlier, how we had the Seven Deadly Sins match. Uh, we ended up having the winner of the Seven Deadly Sins match come out of nowhere and then cash in on Candy Girl, beating her, and to become the Shiloh ends up becoming the new women's champion. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't see the ending. What? No, yeah, no. At the very end, uh, Shiloh Shiloh Greaves comes out of nowhere. And he's like, I want to cash in. I want to cash in on Candy Girl. And he does that. And everyone is surprised. And he goes in. He literally takes her to the the corner. The corner. Just like like stomach ramming. And like laying her out and beating the hell out of her. He won due to ref stoppage. Like it was that. It was that like barbaric. <laughs> yeah, no, like in the mo like if you watch the tapes, I was so mad at Shiloh, but in retrospect, it's hilarious. And what he says after, because I asked, I asked, um, who did I ask? I asked Deshaun and I asked Five Stacks. I said, "Yo, are y'all scripted or do you guys just let your your wrestlers say whatever?" You know, and he says like, "Oh, it's usually he in the moment." You know, and in the moment, Shiloh, he when the uh, when the commentators came up to him and asked him, "Why did you do this?" Shiloh, in full confidence, said, "Because all the women of Compton are fat and ugly, and they all want to date me. So whichever one of you ugly bitches want to come at me again, uh, or want to get this title off of me, I'm gonna kick your ass or something like that." And then that's when he, that's when in my head, that's when he established, like, damn, this fool is ignorant. He is the ignorant one. But yeah, no, those are my, those are my star ratings. And honestly, this was a really good, like, even though J. Baptiste versus God King was, like, far better than the actual main event, I like how the main event ended because it's so memorable. And it makes you just want to see what happens next. You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, that's the end of my segment. Uh, but, yes, and with that, uh, we'll take a short break and uh, we'll be back. We're good. Yep. And we are back. So, uh, I'm taking over the segment. Uh, and this is about we finally went to AEW. Uh, yeah. yeah, like. AEW finally came to LA. Finally. Uh, this was at the Kia Forum. Uh, for me, it was a wonderful experience. Just being able to actually um, go to like a live show and being able to see the atmosphere and like seeing how, like just like being there as as fans as togetherness. Like it's just something that was extremely oh. wonderful. You you didn't get that not you didn't get that notification right of like no. of like because like a few days after I went to AEW <laughs> I got a notification saying like oh you're around someone with COVID uh -huh. but I I basically stayed in my room for like two days mm -hmm. and then I took a I took a test on the third day came out negative and then I took a day I took one on the fifth day. Luckily, I was negative, but I was I was sick though. I, I had a cold, mm -hmm. but the cold was going around everywhere apparently. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, um, you know it's. Gotta yeah. take health into it. Yeah, you know, but like for me, like just seeing this, it, it, it was something interesting like, because I could finally be able to say I went to a wrestling event. 
and and it's pretty much on because the podcast. This is on because of the podcast. So this was on because, and uh, that's why I want to thank all the, all of our listeners, just because if like it wouldn't be possible without you. <laughs> so let's get right into it. So the first match was the recent AEW World Champion CM Punk, and he partnered with Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, um, uh, and then went up against uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club. Uh, so pretty much this was the first match, and. Um, I, I want to talk about the entrances just because you could feel the fucking the energy when CM Punk comes out with his quarter person Hanny. Oh song. yeah, dude, the guy that was behind us, he was hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah. guy was fucking hilarious. It's, Everyone was chanting out CM Punk. Yeah, and no, the but the sad thing about that though is that CM Punk was like also feeling the energy, so he jumps. Into the crowd, and we we didn't find this out until like was it Friday when he addressed the AEW crowd, but he actually hit his knee in one of the barricades, which um, kind of uh, you know kind of messed him up, and he had to go into surgery. But like the fact that he got he got hurt, but he still pulled through into the match shows a lot shows a lot about how like like how he how much he loves doing this for the fans and he even said it on the Friday on Rampage he even said it that everything he does is for the fans and that he'll ne- he'll never not give it his all so just seeing how CM Punk did, um, you know pulled through um did his uh, his little thing? He missed his little um, finishing move, but he missed. And um, but I believe it was Dax that got the finish. I'm not completely sure about that. Yeah, that, that entire event was a fever dream. Yeah, um, but it was it was very good. But after that came. Something that was very controversial. Oh, yeah. Mr. MJF came out to address the crowd. Mr. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, like, it's funny how he was getting booze when he walked in, but then he got cheered when he was talking. So, like, it's funny, like, I've never really seen that before. Like, how you, you're getting booed while you're walking into into the ring and then start people start cheering for you once you start talking and it's funny because he was talking shit about AEW as a company and Tony Khan as a fucking oh my god that okay, shit was but like, but like the real question is now which is better which pipe bomb was better though Yeah, but like, I, I feel like I feel like punks <laughs> was way more influential because that was during the time when wrestling just like died in fan base. But mm-hmm. like when he did that pipe bomb, a bunch of people came back. But MJF, I feel like even though it might not be as impactful, <laughs> it was probably better executed. Yeah. Um. And if you actually um watch the broadcast of that night. They, they block out everything he says in the broadcast. They blocked it out? Yeah. So, like, you, like he doesn't say, like, like none of it's shown? Uh, um, only, like, half of it oh. is shown. And, like, and it's funny because when he's about to finish, that's when they cut the commercial. So nobody hears what he tells Tony Khan. Oh. He says, fire me, Tony. Fire me, you fucking mark. Mark. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Mar- Why do you call him Mark? Uh, cause it, 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 it's a I think it's a sl- it's a slur in wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Imagine with some imagine with some other type of slur. 
Yeah, so he says that, and it's it has the commercial, so nobody sees what happens next. CM Punk comes out to chase him out of the fucking ring, and MJF just runs into the crowd and is never seen again. And days later, AEW decides to pull him, pull MJF from all of their merchandise sales, and there's no mention of him anywhere on the website. And and they talk him out of the intro for all the AEW shows. I'm not like it's it's search it up if you want to search it up. It's it was breaking it was breaking news. Warner Brothers, the executives that own TBS and TNT, said we need we need him to be pulled out because what he did was not that was not okay. Which and that day I was even telling you, do you think this was? Hey, oh, was, was this, it a work? Was it a work? Oh, yeah, dude. <sighs> we we had that conversation in, like, the, the parking lot, too. We're like, bro, we don't know if MJ's actually serious or if this is, like, are they working us right now? Yeah, so, um, it looks like it's serious because nothing's happened. Like, we haven't seen him. He, will he come out in, in Forbidden Door? We'll have to see. Cause Forbidden Door? Forbidden Door is this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next uh, we have Johnny Elite. He came out. Fireworks. Beautiful. Anybody that doesn't know who Johnny Elite is, that's John Morrison from WWE. Also known or as... Or Johnny Nitro. Or Johnny Nitro. Or, or Johnny Lucha or something like that? Uh, Johnny Lucha or Johnny Survivor. Or Johnny Hardy. Or Johnny Johnny Wrestling. Or Johnny Wrestling. He has a lot Johnny of... He has a lot of names. Um, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> so uh, Johnny Lee came out, and then a surprise return from Miro or Miro. I said Miro. Uh, Miro, yeah. And fuck, M- Miro just uh, like Miro, like really. We thought it was gonna be a squash man. But, you know, then Johnny turned it around. He gained some momentum. But now Miro's like, I'm back. And I'm going to hurt anybody that stands in my way. <laughs> Wait, Darby Allen has a record of five wins and five losses? Yeah. That's an L. Yeah. So, the next match. Thank you for that segue, though. Because we had... I believe it was a six-man tag team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. It was... Uh, it was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, who is Jurassic Express. Matt Hardy and Darby Allen and Christian Cage against the Young Bucks, Kyle O'Reilly, and Hikaleo. Uh, that that match, oh my god, like, <laughs> that that match, for me, was more of a fever dream. Because I never thought I would see all of them together. Think about it, it's, oh it's the Hardys, uh, uh, Jurassic Express, and then you have Darby Allen, who, who is being mentored by Sting. And then we have the Young Bucks. Uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were probably one of my like favorite guys in NXT at the time. Mm-hmm. Especially Kyle O'Reilly. That that match with um, what was his name? Um, fuck, he goes by Pete Dunn. There you go. The the ladder match. Yeah. The ladder match between Pete Dunn and uh, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly was probably runner up. In my in my opinion, uh, wrestling match of the year of NXT, right behind Io Shirai versus uh, Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. Was that year? <laughs> no, but like I said, it was that match was a fever dream for myself, just because you you have Matt Hardy. I I don't know who he was leaning to, but he was just deleting. They're leaning, they're leaning in every corner of the ring. Oh, he's not on the roster? No, that's what I'm saying. MJF has been... Deleted. Deleted. Delete. 
from the roster. Like it's like there's no mention of him. It's it's that's fucking funny. I don't know. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, Matt Jack, um, the Young Bucks, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Hikaleo, uh, made um, they defeated them through pinfall. But like I said, it was a great match. Like, it, like overall, it was just it was beautiful. I would love to see that again. And then we have JD Drake being defeated by Wardlow, who was recently released from MJF's contract and is now all elite. I think Wardlow has some good potential overall. Yeah. Isn't he the guy that squashed MJF? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wardlow is a... Uh, he has some great potential. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I, I believe he... Yeah, I think. Yeah, Wardlow, yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, the only the only women's uh, match... Of the night. Of the night. Well, of the broadcast... Uh, it was Brent Baker and Jamie Hayter against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Not gonna lie, the entrance for Brent Baker, like just, it, it was fucking phenomenal, in my opinion. Because it's Brent Baker, DMD. And I was just like, oh yeah, like just. Wasn't they, um, wasn't her and Adam? Wasn't uh, her and Adam Cole like together? They were together. They're it's together. funny because yeah. both of them are the ones that won the Owen the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. So a oh, couple yeah. won the fun, yeah. Oh yeah, that is funny. Yeah, so um, I, I think Adam Cole. I, I, I think um, Adam Cole is coming back today. So is um, uh, Brian Danielson. Wait. He's finally coming back. It's funny. I didn't see Brian Danielson on the roster. Really? I didn't see him. Damn. Uh, but Ruby Soho's um, music, that when I'm just having all those fans <laughs> singing. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I really, um, yeah. I really liked Ruby, Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho. Uh-huh. Uh, I even um, when I heard she got uh, cut from WWE, this is back when I was working at IHOP. Uh, yeah, I made a, I made a drink after her. I called it uh, Little Miss Ruby Riot. It's uh, if you ever want to make it, it's just uh, what was it? It's strawberry syrup. Cherry cherry juice with um, raspberry brisk and lemonade. That's all it is. Yeah. It's really good, too. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and a squeeze of lemon. So, yeah. Um, just that match overall, it was good because Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter have been feuding with them for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> That's what MJF said. Would you treat me better if I was an ex WWE star? Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, like, I'm looking at the roster and I'm just like, Jesus Christ! There is so many more people than I thought was in, in a a like half of these people I've never seen on their card. I'm like, what the fuck? Buddy Murphy's even here too. I'm like, what the fuck? Exactly. That, um, that that's pretty much yeah. And then we went to the main event. Of John Moxley against Daniel Garcia, who is representing the Jericho Appreciation Society. So let me go on a little tangent. The Jericho Appreciation Society, when that song hits, you know every fan is gonna sing to it. Oh, Judas. Yeah. I didn't even know the lyrics, but I was still trying to sing along. Oh, I knew the lyrics because, oh, because, and just, um, just seeing that, um, like, um, even Jericho's like, stop the music. Stop that. <laughs> like, I'll make sure none of you can ever <laughs> sing Judas again. Exactly. Uh, 
Um, did you? Um, I don't know if you know if you know this, but um, the two newest Jericho, um, the new, newest members of J- the Jericho Appreciation Society, are Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. Mm. Um, I'm what you call a fake fan mm-hmm. because uh, I semi pay attention to AEW, but I pay more attention to WWE because oh. that's what I'm accustomed to. And honestly. Uh, I don't have cable either, so I don't, like, all I have is streaming services, so all I can see is, like, AEW, and, like, if I want to pay, like, I don't have uh, the, I can't really be, like, paying, like, 70, 80 bucks a month for, like, uh, for the cable thing, so I, I get my AEW news from, like, what culture and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, but on to the main event, John Moxley. Oh, my God, that was so good. Oh, my God, just that. His entrance, he always walks through the crowd, cause I I I believe it's because like he wants to he wants to feel the energy from them. So being like walking through them just makes his day. Uh, but I, like shit, this was a match. Yeah, it's funny cause like before this, I was like, I wanna see blood. Well, this this match delivered on blood. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Uh, it's because the reason for this is because Daniel Garcia bit off John Moxley's stitches that were on his face and just made him bleed out. And you don't hear this in the broadcast, but everybody was was just chanting, "You sick fuck, you yeah." S- yeah. And it wasn't even because like we. It wasn't even because of like. Yeah, that's gross. Is because no, no. Actually, no. It was that. It was. It was like. It wasn't like you sick fuck as in like you villain. It was like you sick fuck as in like you're nasty. Like why would you do that? We just got out of COVID, bro. Like you're a sick fuck. You sick fuck. You sick fuck. Exactly. But you know, John Moxley, being the number one contender, then what he had to do? Defeated Daniel Garcia. It was over, and I, I wasn't that came out with him. That was, uh, I forgot. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, yes. Oh my god, like, for me, that that was the highlight. Just because he comes out and he starts beating on, I think, Jericho? He starts beating on Jericho, and, um, Jer- Jericho's, uh, no, it was. No, this was before. No, when the when the first time Jericho Appreciation Society came out, I I believe it was uh, Kingston and Ortiz. Ortiz comes, uh, fucking just gets on top of him and cuts his yeah, hair. Yeah, Oh my god! Just seeing that, <laughs> just seeing that, it's just like, fuck. But yeah. Um, so Eddie Kingston is just right there having fun. John Moxley wins. Eddie Kingston is just right there um, celebrating with him. And he's and, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. Now you can play wild thing. Just silence. And he puts out the mic. That's when they play. It's like, oh, fuck y'all. So, but it, like I said, it was, like, it was a very good experience. Like, I fucking loved it. Overall, I'm gonna give it a four and a half stars. Really? Yeah, just cause a bunch of these were like just fever dream matches. It's like yeah. you, you're like fuck. Yeah, honestly, I was I was so happy to just be in like the same building as like Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Was Jeff Hardy there? Yeah, uh, Jeff Hardy was there. Yeah, there, but yeah, he, was he wasn't wrestling. Yeah, yeah he just. It was wrestling. so weird. Being like it's one thing to be you know in the same building as like just wrestlers who are wrestling right now, but it's weird to be in the same building as wrestlers that you watched growing up. That came from like the attitude and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because like you have Christian and you have Christian Cage. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Chris Jericho. No. Yeah. You, yeah. You have Jericho. You have Christian Cage. You have Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Jeff you Hardy. have um. You have who else was there that was like kind of. Oh, William Regal. William Regal, yeah. Yeah, like, it was just... Even, like, people you, like, watched in the last, like, 
10 years. 10 years, yeah. You know? You had, like, Adam Cole, Brian Dan... Well, Brian Danielson wasn't there. I was so upset when, when I heard Brian, Brian Danielson wasn't going to be there. Yeah, because he was injured because of the pay-per-view that happened on Sunday. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, like, just seeing all of that, like... It gives you, like, a sense of... Are they doing, are they doing better in another company? If you think about it. What I have to say is... <laughs> they're doing better when it comes to like crowd pleasing that's what they're doing better on but when it comes to like the safety of the wrestlers a lot of the wrestlers are getting injured and like very frequently too yeah but like it's the reason is because like they they even they feel it's like a lot of wrestlers have stated that they want to give the fans what they want and they want to sh- they want to bring them back to an era where it's like you know how right now WWE is in the in the PG era, Thunder Dome era type thing, and it's like you rarely see any blood. So that's something that AEW is trying to do, like bring more blood, bring them back to what wrestling was and what made people fans of wrestling of that era. Yeah, like I've definitely, I'll definitely say that is that. Like, what WWE does is, like, kind of kiddie. And I do like AEW's, like, style of, like, you know, more, no, blood and guts, you know? But I also, I like what WWE does because even though WWE isn't as, like, gory as (laughs) AEW, WWE still has, like, what I would have to say is, like, the better technical wrestlers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, right now, they got Brian Danielson, they got Christian Cage, they got Matt Hardy, Adam Cole. Like, those are really, like, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Um, I don't know, I haven't really seen much about Sammy Guevara. They have Luchasaurus, they have Chris Jericho. Those are some of the one, some of the best wrestlers in the world. But right now, WWE, they got Riddle. They got Bianca Belair. They got uh, Becky Lynch. They have Asuka. They have Charlotte. They have Jimmy J. Usos. They have the Usos. They have Roman. They have Brock Lesnar coming back. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. They got all these guys. You know? Uh, fuck, what's his name? Chad Gable. Like, Chad Gable, even though he's a mid-carder, He's still a really good technical wrestler. If you actually watch his matches, he's really good. You know? Elias, Ezekiel, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. You know? Like, these are some of the best wrestlers out there that they don't need blood and guts to get your attention. Like, when you saw the fright, you saw Matt Riddle versus Roman Reigns. You cannot tell me that you were not, like, you did not pop off when Riddle got the RKO out of nowhere when he went for the spear. And you didn't and you cannot tell me you did not pop off your couch or your chair or wherever you were when he like when even though he hit the RKO, Roman still like like popped out. Like he still got his shoulder up. You cannot tell me he didn't. That was, like Roman is the best at um, just fucking coming out of the pin at 2.9999 seconds. He is the best. Like, Absolute it's just best. something. I was so, I was <laughs> so heartbroken when, when Riddle went through all that and came out with nothing. Like, that arcade out of nowhere was so clean. Yeah, like, but... Yeah, it was so fucking clean. I was like, if Riddle doesn't win this, I'm gonna riot. I was gonna riot. Oh, like the John, if John Cena wins, we riot. Yeah. If Roman wins, we riot. Yeah, cause like I feel like, um, like I'm going to like the, the news that um the the WWE um executives have said that they felt like giving Roman the two titles was a bad idea. It is. Because they didn't know he was going to sign a new contract to be on TV for less time. Because the whole reason was for the two titles is for him to appear in both shows. But yet, 
he signed a new contract saying, I'm going to have less TV time. Because I'm trying to do my own stuff. Which is like, yeah, you can give him, like, you can put respect on that, you know? Like, do what you want to do for your career. This is your career, yeah. you know? But <laughs> if you, like, don't hold the titles hostage. Yeah. Uh, and that's why um, the whole thing, um, there was a report that Randy Orton was supposed to win the the titles at SummerSlam. But like both titles? Both titles, yeah. It was uh, for the Undisputed, yeah. So, because Randy Orton, um, because like they had celebrated his, I forgot how many years he was. 20 years. 20 years. He debuted with, J- with John Cena. Yeah. Not with John Cena, but like in the same, same time. Yeah. So, um, they wanted to, because um, Randy Orton was even said, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm probably going to be here. I'm going to probably outlast many of the young wrestlers here. No, because like before, you can you can clearly tell that there's a new Randy Orton. Yeah. Like, if 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 Riddle had stayed in NXT for like a two more years, if he had stayed there, <laughs> Randy would never have like actually like gotten like with him like that, mm-hmm. and the twenty years would have happened. And he and I guarantee you that Randy would probably be like, you know what? I have accomplished a lot. I'm a two-time Royal Rumble winner. I'm a 13-time World Heavyweight Champion. I've I've won, I've won the United States Championship. I've won the Intercontinental. I've won the tag teams. I've won Money in the Bank. I've won. I've done all this. There's nothing left for me to accomplish. You know. And I, I, he would probably lace up his boots by then. But now that he met Riddle and he realized that wrestling is so much more fun, it's like me. Like I thought like when I was seeing Randy Orton, I thought I, you can clearly tell he was like getting kind of bored. You know, when he was going, when he was doing the United States thing, he was like up against Matt, or no Jeff Hardy. You clearly see he's bored. But, like, now, like, when he's with Riddle, it looks like he's having the most fun of his career that he's had in, like, the last, like, like, this is when he was, like, legend killer, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But, like, it's it's kind of sad now that reports are saying that Randy Orton is not going to come back until next year. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, it sucks. But it also sucks that WWE, like, a lot of the wrestlers right now are getting injured. Like, you have Cody Rhodes, fucking Randy Orton. Uh, Roman isn't even, is nowhere to be seen. John Cena's coming back, but we don't know how long he's going to come back for. John Cena is never going to be a full-time wrestler again. No. Like, we need to face that fact. Exactly. It's just like... And then they had Edge uh, turn back to a, f- a baby face. That was so weird. That was so weird. He's, he's literally been, he's literally been <laughs> like the leader of this clan for like what a month, maybe two two months. Mm-hmm. How why are you gonna take him off that role after two months? That's weird. And like the only reason, no, yeah, I have an answer for that. The only reason is because they wanted to make it more supernatural, like a supernatural faction. Um, and he didn't agree with that. So they're like, okay, Finn. Supernatural as in, like, Finn Balor Undertaker status? Yeah. What the fuck? That's why they're like, okay, Finn, would you like to be the leader of this faction? Fuck. Because, remember, he has his demon persona. God damn it. So. I, oh, Finn Balor, that's another. Finn Balor is also a really another really good wrestler. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Um, I just found out yesterday that they demoted Finn Balor and his and the Judgment Day to main event. Anybody that doesn't know what main event is? That's where like. Oh my God! I know what you're talking <laughs> about now. Yeah, that's where like the like the matches where that aren't like good enough to to be on like Raw or SmackDown. That's where they go. And they also demoted Rey Mysterio to many events. Have you seen Rey? Yeah. 
And you know what's that? I, I believe next month he celebrates 25 years. Yeah. So he, he celebrates 25 years, and I, I feel like that's kind of a fucking disrespect. Wait, is Dominic in, in main event too? Uh, I'm not sure because he's been being in, he's in NXT too. Like, he's been at that because they don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do with him. Okay, here's what you do with Dominic. Let Ray fucking retire and let Dominic take up the mantle of Ray Mysterio the third. Like, what the fuck? That's all you have to do. Just let, like, give him that storyline. That's, like, the most obvious storyline you can get. That's literally was what Ray was doing already. He was basically saying, I'm going to build up my son. I'm going to drop the whole thing. He, like, Dominic needs to become the next Ray Mysterio. Because Ray Mysterio is not, he like, Ray Mysterio, yes, it's his name. But it's also a name that was given to him by his uncle, Ray Mysterio the first. Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio Jr. His son, his son is the third, and then we have Eddie Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's daughter, who's in the Indies right now. Go book her, go sign her. Uh, okay, so this is a, this is uh, I'm actually gonna re- read a report from WrestleMania. Oh my god! So this is what it says: The Judgment Day stable underwent a huge change two weeks ago on Raw. Finn Balor was added to the group, and Balor, along with Priest and Ripley, kicked Edge out of the group. Uh, in another shocking turn of events, the stable has been relegated to WWE main event, along with WWE legend Rey Mysterio and Dominic. <laughs> During the tapings for this main event show, Balor and Priest teamed up to face the Mysterio. It looks, it looks like WWE has already given up on the once promising stable, Judgment Day. So yeah, they've been demoted. I don't know what's happening. Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, that that that's what's happening right now. Um, I just the the what like one of the highlights of watching. Smackdown and then Raw was the fact that fucking Vinny was just fucking playing with us because on Smackdown he says I'm gonna make a huge announcement so stay tuned this was after the allegations of him stepping down as CEO so what does he do he comes out he it's a big fucking pop. He comes out and he's like, Remember the three words of our intro. Now, forever, together. And the most important words are together. Okay, bye. And then on Raw, what does he say? Welcome back, John Cena. Welcome back, John Cena. We missed you. 20 years. Hooray. That's the that is the greatest thing I've ever seen him do. That's just funny. I still think the greatest thing he's ever done is like genuinely say the N word to <laughs> Booker T. I still think that's still the greatest thing he's ever done. <laughs> do, God, do rag Mr. McMahon was like was a fucking. We weren't even born for that shit, but watching it now, it's like it's the funniest thing ever. Oh my god! Also, I uh, I looked at my phone for like a second and I, I got so confused because I looked at it and I was like, "Wait, when did I leave this comment?" I left a comment on someone's video that said, "If you're Mexican, just smack your lips and say ah to invalidate anything anyone says, like ah to invalidate anyone says to you," <laughs> which is true. Tell me, tell me, tell me when you told your dad some good news and then he just hit you with that. Ah, many times, many times. My dad does that too. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we've hit about. I want to say, what, what, how long has it been? We've hit the hour mark. Yes. So, like, hey, this is. We're this, back. We're back. And we're back from hiatus. Yeah. We're gonna be coming back at least like every Friday. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, stay tuned because we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, come to Mania, where we have uh, Mr. Evan over here. 
Mr. Evan, Mr. Teddy, Mr. Jermaine. No, it's Lalo. Get it right. No, so Contamania has been something that has some, uh, is something that I have been uh, kind of like trying to associate myself with more. Uh, I'm not gonna like you know pretend that like I'm like this big major player or anything, but like no, I've been uh, doing my best to like uh, be a part of it, make a presence, and say, hey, I really like this. I want to be a part of this. This is my community too. I want other community members to come along. Uh, Ghetto Gauntlet is going to be happening uh, in August 28th. But we also have another event happening in ASCW. All right. That's going to be happening this Sunday, which is going to be June 26th. It's going to be in Florence and it's going to start around uh, 4 p.m. Go follow uh, ASCW Wrestling. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, like, have a good, have a good day. Have a good day, and uh, we'll catch you soon.